Support for this WXAV podcast is being provided by Bookies, new and used books. Located at 10324 Southwestern Avenue in Chicago, Bookies specializes in new and used books. Their selection includes new releases, bestsellers, and books that are out of print. For more information, please visit their website at bookieschicago.com. You can also find them on Facebook by searching Bookies Chicago or call them at 773-239-1110. This podcast is being brought to you by WXAV 88.3 FM and WXAV.com. WXAV, bringing the best podcasts to you. Hi, everyone. This is Giselle Lopez, Features Editor at The Xavierite. You're about to hear mine and Luke Hodorek's interview with KEXP's Owen Murphy as he talks about International Clash Day and its impact as a radio holiday. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Okay. So uh, first question is, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role in the KEXP and the International Clash Day? Right. So at KEXP, I produce the morning show hosted by John Richards, and I'm also, uh, I am also manage projects, a number of projects here, and one of them being, in this case, International Clash Day. Um, so within that role, uh, you know, helping the station celebrate an arbitrary holiday made up by my friend and boss, John Richards, I have, I'm organizing every aspect of our, of our broadcast for all three main shows, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So for example, I was just, before you guys called, uh, I was arranging the, the, how we're going to spotlight local, um, activist organizations making a a difference in our community from the ACLU to others. Um, So I was organizing that. We conducted a number of interviews. I've also interviewed, I don't know, 10 different artists about the clash from yesterday was Tom Morello, Rage Against the Machine, uh, got his thoughts on them. Uh, Also um, spoke to uh, Colin Malloy of Decembrist. They have a new record come out. He was a Clash fan. I'm trying to think who else I've spoken to. Uh, Mike Scott of the Waterboys. Uh, Penelope Houston of the Avengers. Um, Steve Jones of the Sex Pistols. Yeah, I, I read. Well, your, and there's more. It's, yeah, I read your uh, Steve Jones interview. I thought that was really cool. Oh yeah, and, and talk about an amazing. I, mean, I, I absolutely remember exactly where I was the moment I heard the Sex Pistols. Um, uh, Victorian House, uh, Minneapolis, and, and uh, you know, as much as John Johnny Rotten or John Lydon's vocals cut through, for whatever reason, it was those guitars. His guitars it just blew my head off. So, oh yeah, for uh, sure. And there was something infused in their music and uh, the Sex Pistols and the Clash uh, that I, you know, I don't like using the term "changed my life" because that seems kind of yeah, I don't know, it's cheesy, pat, you know, uh, or it, yeah, cheesy. Thank you, but it did certainly make me see things differently. It was it was like someone was speaking to me finally and not, you know, the, the music of my older brother and sister, which was, you know, felt kind of regressive, as it were. It's a long way to, to answer to what I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So what is the purpose behind International Clash Day? Why is it so important? It's funny because I, I kind of vacillate on this. Um I, I, and I, you know, when I wrote kind of our messaging to use on the air, I wrote that we'll be celebrating the music and the message of the Clash. And I purposely chose the music first. Uh, I think that's what's most important, just that there's this great band that uh, uh, wasn't afraid to break rules, even punk rock rules. They started off as kind of a you know, straightforward rock and roll punk rock band, clearly influenced by, uh, you know, Iggy and the Stooges and their loans. But from that, they've been branched off they're also clearly influenced by reggae and by funk and by hip-hop and they get 
extraordinarily interesting things while also standing for the things they believed in. And some people will criticize that. I, you know, I just like that they did stand for things they believed in. Um, so I think that's where, for the purposes of what we're doing now, is what's important. Uh, this is an odd social and political time right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the country's fairly divided, uh, and um, or at least it feels that way. So we want to spotlight those people we think are making a difference in the community and want to get others to do the same. And it's been incredible. Uh, you know, it's funny. We just um, added a bunch of really huge stations to our to our uh, um, two international classes. The one that stands out to me, because I'm from Minneapolis, uh, is the Current, uh, which is a you know they they say a fellow traveler in the world of you know gigantic nonprofit radio stations. So, um, but yeah, I mean we've got stations in uh, Warsaw, we've got cities like Vancouver, British Columbia, San Francisco, Seattle, mm-hmm. uh, Olympia, Tucson mm-hmm. declaring an international clash day. So, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know, we're trying to make it a small little bit of difference in the world by highlighting um, what we think is important. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I did a little digging around on your Twitter, and I saw that you retweeted uh, a lot of uh, governors from cities like Vancouver and uh, Wash- and the governor of Washington uh, declaring and recognizing International Clash Day. I think uh, d- the guy's name is Dow Constantine, uh, and he's an executive for King County. Uh, and he was also a former... Uh, uh, KEXP DJ back when it was KCMU, right? That's correct. That was uh, that was pretty cool. And uh, in all, there's uh, it looks like there's uh, 13 cities uh, that have recognized International Clash Day. Uh, well, you know, it's funny. I haven't looked recently, so uh, you you probably know more than I do. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, if you go to internationalclashday.com, it's all there, and they've got the proclamations. There's something hilarious and uh, ridiculous <laughs> about yes. getting cities to recognize International Clash Day. So, for example, if you go to the KXP SoundCloud page or if you uh, look on either the KXP uh, Twitter feed or uh, Loser Boy, which is uh, John Richards' uh, Twitter feed, you'll see uh, a link to audio in which, oh, shoot, I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, oh, uh, Gainesville, Florida, the uh, county commission or city commission, <laughs> declares it International Clash Day, uh, and it's totally worth a listen. You see, if, since this is a podcast as well, you guys should play that in this podcast. You know, the, the last li- well, I'll, I'll I'll let people listen to it, but the the way the audio clip finishes is just gold. When I heard, we heard it yesterday, and turned it around right away, uh, and and I, I just couldn't stop grinning because it was just so funny and fun and cool and weird. You know, yeah, for sure. Gainesville, Florida, recognized International Clash Day, an arbitrary holiday made up by my pal John Richard six years ago for no other reason that he wanted to play more Clash songs than just one. I actually found that hysterical. I was reading through a lot of these articles that were talking about International Clash Day. A lot of them were just talking about how John Richards just did it because he could. Like, there was no other yeah. reason other than just to play Clash music. Mm-hmm. And I just find that... Um, amazing how this kind of just took off. Like now it's uh, five years right. later, the sixth year running, and it's yeah. grown into like this amazing, like huge celebration among uh, radio stations. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned this because so here's the second slice of this, right? Or another slice of this. Most radio stations uh, have predetermined playlists by a program director. And that's fine. That's, that's how they want to either run their business or the nonprofit, but we don't, we don't work that way. Now we, you know, we have a great music director, Don Yates, uh, who in who has sent 
still like thousands of records every day. So that's not correct, but uh, but it, it sure seems like a lot. Uh, and every week he is adding new music to our rotation and taking old stuff out and putting it in our library. So what we do is we you know, we we bring all that stuff in and we make suggestions. Here here are the, here's the new music. You know what seems really good. Play if you want to play something from it or play something you want to play. So our DJs are allowed to choose the music they want to play. And from that, we get things like this, where someone can just say, you know what? Because I, I think the way this started was that um, a listener said, why can't you just play a class song? Can you play another class song? And John was like, well, why can't I play another class song? Of course I can. And why can't I keep playing class songs all day long? <laughs> right. yeah. And so at some point at 7 in the morning, about, he, he completely changed his show uh, from just a regular, everyday, amazing show to uh, a show that was about the clash. And and uh, and I like that. You know, I've worked in commercial radio for a long time, uh, more on news talk and sports side. Uh, it's refreshing to be at a station like this now, KXP, mm-hmm. that is about the music and the community uh, mm-hmm. and that spirit and that togetherness. And, and it's amazing. And I, I, I wish and I hope more stations will will do what we do and eschew the the trappings of regular, boring, average, everyday radio. This uh, reminds me of another thing uh, our boss and our executive, uh, Pete, here at uh, WXAV, was telling us to tie this into College Radio Day. And now me and my one friend, uh, we both run a show here together, and we didn't have a spot uh, back when another arbitrary holiday, uh, International College Radio Day, was a thing, but we had bands come in, and we were sitting and we were watching all these you know, local indie, well, independent bands, they weren't all necessarily indie. We had a punk rock band in here, too, which they don't really do that anymore, especially on the larger stations, because uh, I've I've been told that a lot of the larger mainstream radio stations have been bought out by TV companies. So the reason why they're just playing kind of like whatever's making money is essentially to promote TV shows that are on and new movies and things that are coming out. And it's not even about the music anymore. And I heard, like, back in the day, uh, if you were just in, a, like, a local band, you could take it to the big radio station in town, and they would probably play your record. But we don't we don't have a whole lot of that anymore. And college radio and independent radio um, are kind of the things that are keeping that spirit of radio alive. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I'm not sure how that worked back in the day. Uh, I'm a little dubious of that, that someone could show up at a radio station and they would play their song uh, i imagine it happened a few times but i would imagine there's some vetting process that they had to go through first um uh, either legal or maybe illegal yeah. uh, or immoral as it were um <laughs> but yeah i mean so uh and i can't speak to the radio station although you know one thing that's kind of heartening to see uh is that radio stations are are having independent acts in and they're videotaping and playing and playing the sessions live you know so for example uh, as uh, I'm bringing Colin Malloy, the Decemberist, into our station, uh, Jessica Lee Mayfield, a, a kind of a kind of folk country rock singer out of, um, I think she lives in Nashville now, uh, mm-hmm. um, but that's not where she's from, but I'm drawing a blank as to where she's from, was, was just finishing a live session uh, with uh, Cheryl Waters, the Midday Show here at KXP. Oh, yeah, I watch it all the time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, and we have, we have 1.2 million subscribers on our YouTube channel. We've got over 600 million views, and we, 80, 75 to 80% of our, of our live sessions are open to the public for free, because mm-hmm. um, it's, about, it's about the art, it's about the music, it's about the community, um, and I hope 
that that becomes contagious. Uh, you know, one nice thing I, I know that um, that some fairly influential people watch the artists and, and then have them on their television shows. I'm fairly certain that the people who work at Jimmy Fallon, not Jimmy Fallon himself, mm-hmm. uh, pay attention to KXP and then book artists on the show. I'm sure they pay attention to a lot of things, but we're you know one drop in that. Um, so now I'm sorry, I don't even know uh, what we were talking about originally here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you got me yeah. thinking about this. <laughs> Yeah, we're just segueing on, man. So actually, kind of like drawing a little bit from that. So uh, there was a lot of college radio stations that were listed. In fact, I think most, if not all of them, were college radios. So is this um, International Clash Day, is it geared more towards college radios? Or is there like mainstream radio stations? Like uh, I know in Chicago, we have iHeartRadio, which is a really big radio station over here. And so... It was kind of like, are you guys planning on maybe expanding to hit the mainstream radio, or is it just purely for or geared more towards college radios? I should say. Um, so uh, we don't care uh, about whether a station is commercial or public or whatever. What we care about is the music and the message of the Clash and mm-hmm. and the the arts organizations and the artists that uh, uh, were inspired and influenced before, during, and after the, the period where the Clash was. Um, well, I think the best band in the world, uh, and also the um, yeah the most interesting band in the world is uh, you know for sure. Um, so so for for example, um, we just announced on Monday that Starbucks, all seven thousand plus Starbucks, I think it's in the country, mm-hmm. uh, will change their playlist on Wednesday, February seventh, which of course everyone knows is International Clash Day, yeah. uh, and. Uh, Play a curated playlist um, put together by our afternoon, uh, our afternoon DJ and host and uh, head of content uh, Kevin Cole, um, and that will feature it'll feature you know Big Audio Dynamite and uh, reggae songs that influence the band, of course a bunch of Clash songs, Mescalero, John Joe Strum and the Mescaleros, and Starbucks could not be further away from college radio. You know, it's obviously a giant corporation, but they want to be a part of it, and we're glad to have them. Uh, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. It's not about whether something someone's corporate or not. Um, it's about, again, this music, yeah. this message, uh, and building a community. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So we don't care. <laughs> yeah. Segwaying from that, uh, about the message and the music of the Clash, uh, do you think that there are any bands uh, like because? It, it's not just about the Clash International Clash Day, but it's like uh, there's also an emphasis on just protest music in general. So there are, uh, right. I don't know, music from like the Dead Kennedys or Bob Dylan uh, or even uh, new bands like I Like Iron Reagan and uh, another band called Idols. I don't know. Uh, um, I hadn't really thought about it. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, and this, I don't know if it's going to exactly interest your, or answer your question, but you know, I've interviewed all these artists, and we're going to play clips for International Clash Day and all of our main shows, uh, morning show, midday show, and afternoon show. But what really kind of grabbed me was radio stations uh, in faraway places um, taking time out to, again, and I feel like a uh, broken record here, to, to celebrate the music and message of the Clash and, and you know, building a community around this. Mm-hmm. And so for... Um, so that's kind of what matters to me more than protest songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, on the morning show, we'll be talking to a, a, a guy who has a show on a 
radio station in all places, Antarctica. He's a scientist down there. Oh, wow. Well, uh, we're, I'm, we're, we're still trying to get, it's hard, because the time difference is so goofy, we're mm-hmm. trying to get uh, the DJs from a radio station in China on with us. Um, but it's kind of difficult. Um, yeah. But we'll figure it out. Uh, I, I was just speaking to a guy in Mexico, hmm. uh, in, in the Baja uh, part of Mexico, who's going to join us on the morning show as well. And uh, I'm still kind of working on booking other guests like this for the uh, for the after, midday and afternoon show. But this this just completely interests me. I, I can't wait to talk to these folks, and mm-hmm. I want to know why they are joining in with us on this arbitrary. Like, why does it matter to them? Why do they want to be part of it? Maybe it's just for fun. Maybe there's a mm-hmm. maybe they uh, they feel like they want to say something in the social and this odd social and political climate. I don't know, but I'm that's what I'm interested in. The, the music itself, new protest music. I'm not sure. You know, if if there's a song that fits, of course we'll play it. If, you know, it's got to be great. Uh, it's funny. I was talking to who was I talking to? Um, oh, Tom Rello of yeah. Rage Against the Machine yesterday said that uh, you can uh, you can have. I'm going to paraphrase here, but some of you can have you know music with a message, but the but the music better be great so that the message uh, is like you know sugar for the pillow, as it were. Right, and I actually got, because uh, you and Luke actually answered a lot of the questions that I had had posted here, so I've actually got one uh, final, like, official question, uh, would be, what yep. what is the hope for the future of International Clash Day? Like, what do you guys, um, is there a plan for um, maybe adding on to it, or is it, like, what's just the hope for it? What's the impact that you guys are hoping to gain um, from this as it progresses as the years go on? Well, for for the morning show, uh, we we'd like to take uh, the show and maybe the station to London, and uh, oh, wow. that's what we were hoping to do this year, but it didn't work out. And 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 do the show from there. And, and you know, I don't know. I, so if you asked any one of us, I'm sure we'd have different aspirations for the day. Uh, and it's you know, for me, it's kind of you know, John, it's John Richards made it up. It's kind of his day, sort of. I'm just here helping facilitate everything. You know, we call the gathering space at KXP. We have a uh, there's a coffee shop there. There's a record store, Light Me Attic Records, and there's a stage there, and we can fit I don't know 350 people in there, and we're gonna have Clash covers night with local bands. Oh sweet! But wouldn't it be fun to like have a huge concert, like you know, I don't know, 50,000 people, and do something of that nature with huge bands? I, you know, but sure. that's that's extraordinarily aspirational. I don't know. That reminds me of uh, uh, they did that with the Ramones, where they had all the uh, artists that. Uh, uh, were influenced by them, so like it, I think it was their very last show. So they had like Eddie Vedder come up and play with them, and they had right. uh, one of the people from Rancid come and play with them. And right, yeah, talking about something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it'd be great to you know get the the band involved. Um, I think they're uh, uh, they're reticent to do so. They're fairly protective of their legacy and their uh, their image. Um, the the Band's management folks uh, have been great, uh, and they've been helpful along the way. The, the Joe Strummer Foundation, which is um, uh, an organization there where he lived before he passed away, uh, has his some family members on the board, and they've helped been very helpful as well. So you know, it, it's funny. This is an arbitrary holiday, uh, you know, kind of morphing into you know, building an international community of like-minded folks mm-hmm. who want to change the world for the better. Um, which is kind of what the Clash were about. They, yeah. they used music and the guitars. I think that, and you know, I'm kind of—it's such a big question, uh, Giselle. That I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. I think that's where we want to go, though. Maybe. Maybe not. Thank you very much for listening to this WXAV 88.3 FM podcast. Be sure to visit our website, wxav.com, for more information on your escape from ordinary radio.